Yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the Triceratops to my T-Rex, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me. Horny as always. Okay, that's three horns again. Not, coming at you. Not really what. Pow, we, pow, pow. Not what we wanted. Let's start. You want to start over? Do the Triceratops horns. <laughs> okay. Uh, and also, uh, we've got the uh, the the Brachiosaur. I've never been more turned on in my life. Hi, Brad. How Nate are you, Lauks? How are you, buddy? Didn't they discover that the Brachiosaurus wasn't like a real thing, and it was just a? They're they're discovering that it's like stuff a brontosaurus. All yeah. The time. So you just real slap in the face to Nate over there, saying yeah. it doesn't exist. And uh, I exist. I exist. Special guest Velociraptor himself. Corey J. Velociraptor. Wow. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Can you do How the cough? You, the Velociraptor cough? I don't I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Oh, sorry, that's that, fun for the listener, by the way. Coughing into the mic. That's, yeah. that's great. Well, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but this is a movie podcast where we talk about, you know, the latest since movies. When? I don't know. Since Tuesday. The latest movies that we've seen, a couple of trailers. Whenever Ben decides to watch the movies he's supposed I've, to watch. <laughs> I have a problem. Uh Peanut Gallery. Yeah, no, we know. We got some Peanut Gallery today. Uh, my friend Corey uh, owns a gutter company in Minnesota, and uh, and his uh, his general manager and and uh, one of his uh, uh, his sales manager and also his yeah is is in town. One's from Wisconsin. One's from uh, is it Iowa? Iowa. Uh, and they're here as Peanut Gallery. So uh, Jonah and 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 Cody, nice to see you. Thanks for being here, boys. Uh, but Corey, uh, thanks for flying in literally to O'Hare Airport and driving to LaPorte, Indiana. Just for this podcast. Just for this podcast. I actually came for the podcast. I'm super excited. You guys know how much I love movies. So, <laughs> yeah, like, Corey does thank not you. watch a lot of thank films. Thank you so much. So good. it's going to be a great episode. <laughs> this is going to be really good for me. <laughs> you <laughs> might actually win at a game. For the first time. Yeah, yeah, you could win at a game. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, thanks for being here, everybody. And, and also Peanut Gallery Bailey is, is down here as well. Uh, so thank you very much for being here, Bailey. Um, but let's start off with uh, with Brad. What's the last movie you think I saw? Mm, gosh, actually, no. We have to do sponsors. You are, you almost forgot. You almost forgot. I was I was just I, moving I, into. I, I, I want to yeah, see what happened. And who yeah. is sponsoring this show? Well, Ben, it's the holiday season, and I know. We have one hour. We have one hour. Who said we have one hour? Me. Since, since when do we have one hour? Let's go. Let's go. What do you have to do? You have to be somewhere? You're going to go to bed. It's eight o'clock at night, Grandpa. It's like. You know, Ben, I know how much you love sipping down a nice uh, hot mug of hot cocoa. Ew. You know, just uh, just chugging along, having, having a nice sip of warm chocolate. And uh, so I brought you, I brought you a treat today. Uh, ben this actually is, pronounces it chocolat. Oh, hot chocolat. Hot chocolat. He's fancy. Uh, Pepperidge Farm remembers that you mm. like hot chocolate, and I, I brought you this new flavor of Milano cookie hazelnut hot cocoa. Ben, so go ahead, go ahead and grab grab yourself a nice cookie out of there. Thank Na- you, John. I appreciate that. Nate, give her, give yourself a crunch out of, out of that one too. He's gonna pay it also, down. Also, don't don't bite again. Don't bite into the microphone. No, 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 Nate. You do what you want to do, and don't let anyone tell you how to live your life otherwise. Okay? Yeah, pass them around. Every everyone gets a gets a nice. Nice hazelnut hot cocoa cookie. This honestly tastes amazing because this is the first time, by the way, I've said that something tastes amazing. <laughs> this is like a Keebler Elf cookie. Well, let's not degrade Pepperidge Farm by going down to Keebler. Keebler's good, but Pepperidge Farm is like another level. Yeah, I know those are those are like the the, um, the, the higher. I've brand. never. Oh, I've never had one. You never had a Milano cookie before? No. Wow, these are oh, also, so they have like tons of flavors. This is this is my like my wife and daughter's favorite cookie. I have to buy yeah, them every ama- time. Yeah, they're amazing. Store. These are very those good. They're really good. Yeah, so they have uh, they have the re- they have regular this is flavors. The first thing you've ever brought that's good. That's Honestly, not true. It's no, it's the very first thing. It's the first thing in a long time. Uh no, so they <laughs> they have like regular milk chocolate, they have mint chocolate, they have um they have like an, they have an orange chocolate one. They they do some hot cocoa ones around the holidays. So for the listener, we normally do this at the end, but but Brad has look at Brad's junk. At oh, look at Brad's junk on Instagram. Yeah. And he gets uh he he really does go over like junk food and sodas different and snacks, cookies, fast food, soft drinks. And all he that always kind of brings stuff. something to the show to sponsor. So uh Pepper's Farms, again, thank you so much for writing the check. Pepper Farm remembers. Thank you for remembering to write the check to sponsor the show. Mm-hmm. We also have a secondary sponsor, which would be Advantage Seamless Gutters from Brainerd, Minnesota, and beyond. Thanks so much for getting the S in there this time, Ben. I'm so proud of you. Well, it's it's weird because I own Laporte Seamless Gutter, and they are Advantage Seamless Gutters. Yeah, you guys only do one gutter. Yeah, we, we do, do more than we do one gutter. One. It's, it can be we a plural though. Gutter one gutter, gutter per house. It's not. No, it's no, not. It's not like. It's a, thanks, no. guys. You can't thanks. do that. Pick the one run of gutter. That's all you. Yeah, get it's with not. Ben. It's not like moose. 
It kind of is, though. No. Because you can gutter an entire house. Like, I'm going to put gutter on the house. No. Or, or you could do all the or gutters. Or you could say I'm putting gutters on a house. Yeah, Doing multiple. Because the there's pieces and they come together to form a gutter system. <sighs> but like, you're, you're all, you are all wrong. He just he gave me a point. Like he's got he's got you there. That's what he says. No, no, Jonah is wrong. Jonah is wrong. Hey, there's three. There's four gutter people in here. Three of them say you're wrong. Yeah, because their fucking company has an S on the end of it. So of course they're gonna say I'm wrong. Three out of four gutter people say Ben Conowitz is bad. <laughs> and <laughs> nine out of ten dentists. And honestly, and I trust the dentists more. Honestly, fuck all of you. <laughs> no, Corey, you're allowed to laugh into the microphone. You can laugh into the mic. It's fine. No, but well, not, it's not when Ben says funny things, show, though. So it's good. Yeah, not when I say funny things. So Milano hazelnut hot cocoa cookies. Uh, <laughs> they're delicious. And go to AdvantageSeamlessGutters.com or something. So and what anyway, is your website? Nailed it. What yeah. is it? AdvantageSeamlessGutters.com. Yeah. Honestly, World's if you're, if you're listening from Minnesota or Iowa or Wisconsin, just fucking give them a call. Are you guys thinking about expanding to Indian theater? No, they're not. Oh, we're, Nate, yeah, they're not. It, is that La- what you're here? Is coming soon to LaPorte. <laughs> it's a hostile acquisition. Wait a Honestly, we talked about that today. Wait, wait, why are you here again? Like it, <laughs> you guys are five times my size. Why are you coming to the little guy? It'd be, oh. uh, it'd be a shame if something happened to your gutter business. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty menacing when he showed up with two unexpected guests. <laughs> it was like, it's just Corey, right? And he's like, nope. <laughs> Bring in the team, bro. And the team. Wait, wait. Is one of them your cousin's? This guy's my cousin. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So he's yeah. bringing family. his cousin. It's a family. It's the family. And also Jonah. Is here. Jonah Familia. looks like he's buried a body before. I'm not gonna lie. Jonah he, has buried a lot of bodies. He's from <laughs> Wisconsin for crazy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's the land of dairy. Yeah, Fargo style. No, they just drink a lot. It's not. They just, it's fine. It's just a lot of beer. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Uh, but Brad, now we can move on. Nate, what's the last movie you saw, oh, buddy? Come on! I literally set that up for you. You know what? Fine, Nate. What's the last movie you saw? I've actually seen a lot of stuff this week. I was I got some good time to watch some, with the holiday. We had Thanksgiving these of course, kind of things. Of so course. um uh, I I wanted to talk a couple before I get into my assigned uh, show, a couple of things that we've talked about on this podcast before because I did end up watching them. First thing is a TV show, but we did talk about it, and I want to talk about this because Brad gave it a bunch of crap, and I watched the Wednesday Netflix show. Oh, and it was great. No, you were wrong. You were wrong. I have heard from the one person on Slash Film staff who watched the show that it is not very good. They're wrong. Again, <laughs> Slash Film is wrong. No. All right? I've, the- heard, I've heard that the, the school thing makes it just seem like it's a, just a terrible Harry Potter facade. No, stop it. It's fun. Nate, you're very forgiving of kids' program because you have I very kids. much am because yeah. I got to watch it with my daughter. And, yeah, and, and you don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> but I got to watch a couple other things. I got to watch Spirited. Um, which is the Studio Will Ghibli Ferrell movie and Ryan Reynolds no. uh, film uh, based on the Christmas uh, Carol mm-hmm. um, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which mm-hmm. again I think we watched on this as well. The trailer did we did it is out. So um, it was a lot of fun. That was actually a ton of fun, and right, you so I think gave it a lot of crap again. Why, I didn't give it a lot no, of crap. You did. You, you did. did. You did. You gave it a lot you of did. crap. You and you're like, shit. this is going to be as bad as Star Wars Christmas special. What? <laughs> That's, no. Those are actually verbatim. That's no, what no. Said. What I said was actually is that James Gunn does like the Star Wars holiday special, and so he would bring a certain like cheese factor to it. And like it did have it has charm. I I, I like it. Um, I think that it's maybe it wasn't quite as um, uh, emotionally resonant as I would as I would have preferred. And it feels a little bit. Oh, it, it feels a little the bit. Forty minute special isn't as emotionally resonant. It feels a little bit uh, cheap, and that's that's because it is. You know, it's, it's cheaper than your typical Marvel movie, but like, I, it's I feel, a special. I know, but I feel like you can see it in the production value, and like, it just kind of takes you out of it a little bit. And even though I, I think the biggest problem it has is that. The Guardians of the Galaxy works so well because it has this big ensemble and they all work together very well. Because this is so squarely focused on Drax Kevin and, Bacon. On Drax and yeah, uh, Mantis doing like their own thing and going, I loved it. Going at Kevin Bacon. It doesn't feel like the dynamic is is there quite as well as the movies. This and is so, my favorite thing though. Brad sets the bar really low. I go in with very low expectations. I end up loving it and I'm like, oh cool, he was wrong. It happens all the time. And and I'm just easy to please. I like everything. So um but here's the thing is, it, Drax and Mantis haven't been featured a lot, right, in any For of the sure. films. So it was fun to see them get a 40-minute special. No, I, I agree. It's fun. And it's, Mantis was great. It's charming. Was I don't I don't dislike it. I was just hoping for a little bit more because of how much I love James Gunn and what he does with the Guardians movies. And especially what he did you know, with, with Peacemaker. You love Peacemaker just as much as I, I do. do. And so I just I was I was expecting a little bit more. I didn't I didn't hate it by any means. I enjoyed it for what it was. I just I was hoping for just a little something with a little bit more. Mm. So for those of you that don't know, uh, we do assign each other a movie yep. every single week. And sometimes some of us forget to watch that movie. 
I did watch it's, mine though. It's no, it's no fault of theirs. Mm. It is interesting. It's it, both other co-hosts, no matter what, always support and understand that some people have a busy life mm. and they maybe can't fit in the movie. And so then the next week they try to play catch up and watch the movie again. I'm ninety percent sure that Nate is always busier than you because he has three children <laughs> and he runs a church and a charity and is always running around town. You you play video games, you answer the phone at the gutter company for like he a couple hours. The phone? I don't answer the phone. Let me rephrase. He answers his phone when he gets a call and says, Hey, come to no, the arcade. He doesn't. I, he was napping when I called him, but he does not answer. Oh, oh well, that's the oh. that's a whole other thing. Jesus Christ, you were my I you were I my friend. I don't know these other guys, but you're not that busy. I've spent a couple days with him. <laughs> oh now. my and the, God! The third business, the third business is called Chuck, and it's not called Bennett. So, Ooh. moving on. <laughs> hey, can, can I at least talk about the movie you assigned me? So I was just trying. All I was trying to do. Why, is, do, why don't you let me talk all, about this? All I was trying to do was introduce a segment, but also make myself look really good for being bad in the process. All right. Hey, so, Nate, what'd you watch, buddy? I watched a movie <laughs> called About a Boy. It is a movie from 2002. So, again, if you've listened to the podcast last week, you know that we're assigning each other holiday movies um, now. So, this isn't a, a typical holiday movie because, again, it's right. not like a, 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 a... It's not a full-on Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie, but the special, there is a, a, certainly a Christmas element mm-hmm. there. So, Hugh Grant is in it, um, a younger Hugh Grant. Um, probably, what... Three years after Love Actually, when was Love Actually? No, Love Actually it was around the same time because it was. Okay. Two, I think Love Actually was two thousand three. It was interesting though because Hugh Grant in Love Actually is very different than Hugh Grant in About a Boy, mm-hmm. right? He's this is a little more depressing. Yeah, um, he's a bit of a jerk. A little bit more of a jerk. A little bit more of a. How much stammering is there? But I, not I, not I, nearly I, as I, much. I, that I, was the I, thing. I, is, I just. I, I, I just that was the weird thing is there wasn't as much stammering for Hugh Grant, and that's why it was. It almost took me out because. Uh, this isn't your typical like it wasn't uh, like typical like Hugh charmingly Grant. befuddled Hugh Grant. He's he's kind of cocky, and playboy yeah. a little bit. Like it was, you know. I liked it. I liked the film quite a bit, actually. It took me actually the hardest thing for me was to get used to the Hugh Grant that was in that film because yeah. it was not a typical Hugh Grant. Um, also in there is Nicholas Holt, is mm-hmm. um, who very is, young Nicholas Holt. He plays the boy. He does. He does. Um, oh, really? Yeah, you tried to make a joke, but it, he plays a, the young boy in the movie. <laughs> Shit. He does. Um, and technically, Hugh Grant also plays the boy. There's layers. Ugh. And uh, he, he does great. He's, I didn't know he was, honestly, didn't know he was a kid actor. Like, I didn't know that mm-hmm. was a thing. Um, and he was Nicholas in, Holt, for those of you that don't know, is Beast in the new uh, no, X-Men. Mo- most importantly, he's in The Great, which is a fantastic series. Okay, fine. On Hulu. On Hulu. Fine. Um, he also and plays. He, is, he the, acts like, the crap out of that show. He is so. good. He's in Mad Max Fury Road as the main guy that like paints yep, his face with silver not, paint. He's one, of, he's one of the war boys. Yeah. But here, here, I got a little game for us. Okay, not not the game for this show, but I got a little a trivia game for you because mm-hmm. I, I like trivia. All right, mm-hmm. this is a little unexpected. We normally say. Yeah, I'm going to segue here. Um, so part of the the film here is that um, Hugh Grant's character is kind of a playboy. Doesn't do much. He's living off royalties from a Christmas song his father wrote, right? Mm-hmm. There's the Christmas element that Brad had. And I wanted to quiz you guys on something. Two different questions. Firstly, um, I want you to tell me how much you think a certain Christmas song estimated makes a year in royalties. It was the first part. And then we're going to go the top five royalty getters of all time for Christmas songs. Because mm-hmm. I thought, that's that's weird. That's a lot. Because this guy, apparently Hugh Grant's dad in this film, yeah. had written a Christmas song, and he just essentially lives on royalties and, of this and, Christmas And song. doesn't do... He's not, like, scrimping by in this movie. I mean, it, it doesn't... He's not, like... He's not, not rich, but he's... he's yeah, he's, he's not living, he's like, lifestyles of the rich and famous. He's, he's yes, able to yeah, afford no, he's his fine. life. He, and you, you would be, based on the data. Right? Gotcha, okay. So, all right, let's th- let's go with top earning Christmas songs, yearly royalties. This is based on, I think, 2018, 19 mm-hmm. data, so it might be a little more now. All right, the number five song, the fifth best song that gets the most royalties a year is Band-Aids, Do They Know It's Christmas? How much a year do you think that song nets them? Again, is that, remember, it's only about a month, a month and a half yeah. a year. Is this, do they know it's Christmas? After all. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five million. I'm gonna say five hundred thousand. Three million. hundred and thirty thousand. Oh, it. okay. All right. So that sets really? the stage. Yep. So that's gonna but, set the but stage per, for you. per year. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's Those just off of royalties. Again, that's number five. They wrote that five. song. They're just getting one hundred thirty thousand dollars a year. Off yeah, of just that. So song. Hugh Grant, on a pretty bad song. Hugh, too. Hugh Grant's living on one hundred thirty grand a year. And that's the, is that wrote an even more popular song. So fourthly, Wham! Last Christmas, Ben, sing it for us. Uh, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Perfect. Something. something How much something. do you think that makes a year? Two hundred and fifty. Three hundred thousand. Hundred and eighty. Five hundred thousand. Fuck. Oh, half a okay. million okay. dollars a year. Big wow. jump. Big jump. Big yep. jump. Big jump. Yep. Uh, number jump. three, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is Ben." Two million. Uh, two point two million. Yeah, because you read the article. I'm sure. I don't know. One dollar. No, Three point eight. Uh, six hundred thousand. Oh, oh man, not a big jump. But here, here. Look at this Mariah Carey actually we're really has a couple actually. songs. That was a real. On, on that was a trick. Yeah, because yeah. you go from jump four hundred thousand, yeah, hundred thousand yeah. to five hundred, and then five hundred to six, and then you give us Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, number, really? Wait, number two. That's not wham. Number two, The Pogues, "Fairy Tale of New York." Great song, by the way. Hey, sing it for us, Nate. Uh, yeah, what the hell is that song? I can't even sing it for you, but it's a great song. It was in um, cool. It was just in a film I watched actually. Was it remember. about a boy? No. Okay. Um, but it was written in 1987. How much do you think this makes? And I'm gonna guess this makes a lot of money because it's played in Europe more than here. Um, uh, okay, fine. One million. One, uh, one million dollars, Bob. Uh, don't say it yet. They, uh, new, two more. <laughs> you were about to say it, weren't you? <laughs> one point <laughs> one million. Six hundred and fifty thousand. You were very close, 630,000. Oh. And then Slade, Merry Christmas, everybody. Never heard of this song. I listened to this song. What is I've this? never heard of this song. And this is the number one um, royalties getter. Huge in England, apparently. Uh, Huge. Okay. What's okay. The song? 750. 751. Mm. One million. 840,000. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so that gives you a, kind of an indication of what sure. the potential. Now let's do top five. Of all time, how much these songs have netted these artists? Just okay. like, just like from from the beginning from the to now. And obviously, there's songs that are written in 1950, and then songs that are sure. written in 1990. So maybe the song in 1990 didn't make as much as 1950. Other thing. So number five, Paul McCartney, "Wonderful Christmas Time," written in 1979. How much do you think that song has netted Paul McCartney? Oh, uh, let's say uh, just that song. Fifty-four million dollars. 23 million. Good guess. 4 million. 40 million dollars. Paul McCartney Ooh, has made 40 wow. million dollars just off of that but, song. Okay, so I don't understand that. Because, because it's been out since 1970 I get it, whatever. But, but in 2020, 2018 or whatever, uh, you know, the fifth most popular of all time made it. 100,000. You got to understand so that 40 years that'd be when Mariah million. Carey released All I Want for Christmas, I'm sure the first three years she made even oh, more money. Oh, I wasn't right? thinking about yeah. that. And I thought you meant just out of royalties. Let me t- tell you what yes. the um, title of the uh, list was. Yes. Top earning Christmas songs of all time. So it's not just after the first year it was released and only the royalties. It's literally what it made in album sales the first year plus royalties. Everything that song yeah. has made the art. I thought you, you, you said it was just every Christmas. These are Christmas I'm right. Songs. This is a movie podcast. These are Christmas <laughs> songs. I don't understand how you guys aren't getting this. These are Christmas songs. So, of course, they're only making that money around Christmas. No, no, but I thought you were saying that that's how much they make every year. That was the first one. I'm talking about okay. now. Oh, yeah. So, that's they... what I'm saying. The first one, right. she, is... makes, she makes 600000 or whatever each year. I totally get it. But now, with this, why are we doing this? Okay. This round, though, it does include <laughs> right. the original yes. album. Yes. That's which doesn't right. have to be this hard. This was very self-explanatory. Oh, Mel Torme, oh, oh, number four, oh, oh. the Christmas song. Song written in 1944. We've got a lot more time a here. D- so how much do you a think dollar? I- move on. How many more songs do we have to do? We just got a couple more. Go. Four million. Seven dollars. The number four. If it, if it's higher than McCartney, it's got to be forty-five million. Ben, you are absolutely correct. Forty-five million dollars. What do you think it's is the number you. one song that has made the Mariah most Carey. money? Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. It has to be. It is mm. not. What? That is I'm the number say, two song. I'm going to say White Christmas. 1940 has made $65 million. Wow. All that to say, Hugh Grant's dad wrote a Christmas song, and Hugh Grant <laughs> lives on the, And that's what the movie's about. So right. do you like that movie, Nate? <laughs> I do. I did like that movie. Uh, I, it was very good. I, I Like I said, though, I had a little... I had a hard time... Because it wasn't the Hugh Grant, the kind of... It, it, it's odd, because I don't even know how to communicate like what... 
Hugh Grant typically is. He's a little bumbling, a little befuddle, a little befuddle. I also learned that Brad Pitt turned down that role, actually. Oh, that would have been a way worse movie. Yeah, it would have been, actually. So the only thing I knew about Nick Hornby, who wrote the book that this is based off of, is he has these Ben Folds collaborations. Have you heard any of those? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're really great. But, well... Well worth watching. I wouldn't watch it thinking you're watching a Christmas movie because yeah. again, that's a kind of a secondary. And honestly, part it was of this film. Uh, it was hard to. It's depressing at times, honestly. For sure. Um, it's it's kind of a love story as well. Uh, it's, it's hard it's, to find Christmas movies you haven't seen. I thought this would be a good the one. The movie you to though is is really about Hugh Grant's character, it's about a boy, uh, Nicholas Holt's character <laughs> in their relationship. Hugh Grant is kind of a, you know, again. He fakes that he has a son. He doesn't have a son just to try to attract women, these yeah. kind of things. Um, Nicholas Holt's character, you know, is growing up in a very problematic. He's kind of a single, he's a single child growing up with a problematic mother who is suicidal. And it's about their relationship, essentially. Yeah. So uh, Every, everyone well, does a bit of growing up. Yep. All right, uh, Brad, what about you? What'd you watch, buddy? Uh, well, Ben was kind enough to assign uh, a movie featuring another problematic figure. Last episode, we had uh, a movie from writer Max Landis, uh, a top, top uh, A he filmmaker. He loves Max Landis so much. Uh, and this this episode, we get to talk about a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> another guy he loves so <laughs> just, much. Uh, yeah, just a, an upstanding citizen of the world. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of great perspectives on, uh, on society. Anyway, this movie is a Christmas movie. It's called Fat Man. And it is a uh, gritty, grounded action thriller take on Santa Claus, where uh, Mel Gibson plays Santa Claus, and it's a very um, like realistic take on what Santa Claus would be if he existed in the real world. He's this guy who lives uh, up in Canada in this secluded area uh, with his wife, who coincidentally they made uh, Mrs. Claus black, which I feel like was a way of trying to sit, tell people, "Hey guys, Mel Gibson's not all bad. Look, Mrs. Claus is black in this movie." Um, and anyway, anyway, the whole movie is about uh, Walton Goggins who is an assassin and he's pissed off because when he was a kid, he apparently didn't get what he wanted for Christmas. And so he's been finding all these toys that have been legitimately made by Santa's workshop. And he has like this like collection uh, that's like an obsessive art gallery almost. And he's been trying to track down Santa Claus. And then there's also this kid who is this like stuffy, uh, rich, entitled brat who always gets what he wants. And he constantly hires uh, Walton Goggins as a hitman to do his bidding. Like if things don't go his way, like when a, a girl wins the, the science fair project uh, instead of him, he like hires Walton Goggins to threaten her and give the prize back so that he'll win. And so he when he gets a, uh, a piece of coal on Christmas, he asks Walton Goggins to take out Santa Claus. And so there's this big lead up to him trying to find Santa and everything. And... I, I like the concept of this movie. I wish it was a little more stylized so that it felt it had it was a little more heightened because the grounded aspect didn't quite work as well for me. Um, on top of that, it's a little hard to get into because it is Mel Gibson. And I wish there was somebody else in this part because I think I would have enjoyed it infinitely more if there was somebody else in that role. And I think that Violent Night coming up with David Harbour will probably fill the void that I That's wanted exactly this what movie. I, was I wanted this. this movie to be, so I'm looking forward to that very much. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciated with what was. I think that if they had a little bit more money thrown at the budget and they were able to do something that felt like it was more, I guess, bombastic, you could say, then I would have appreciated it a bit more. So it was, it was fine. It was what, fine. Else, what else did you watch? week uh i went to go see the menu in theaters which is fantastic oh i can't wait to see that yeah it's basically we reviewed that here i think right or the the trailer yeah i think we talked about it. this is like a it's like a twisted uh foodie version of willy wonk and the chocolate factory basically where uh, a bunch of um rich uh people get invited to this like super exclusive uh, restaurant run by ray fines and it turns into what is essentially a hostage situation and uh it's a lot of dark comedic it looks fun dark dark fun right a lot of surprises there are things that like i was like i was like whoa i was like like it like it gets even more like serious than you anticipate um and it's but funny though as well yeah funny for sure um tense suspenseful uh ray finds is great nicholas holt again uh does a great job playing this like you. very over eager guy who's just like obsessed with all aspects of like upscale food and everything and just the way he talks and uh just a real douchebag and he's he's, he's great at it uh, so yeah, really good. And I also saw the Fablemans, which is we also talked oh, about the trailer. I can't wait to see that. God, you have to go see it because it is fantastic, and not enough people are seeing it. It's uh, Steven Spielberg's latest movie. It's essentially an autobiography about his childhood and how he grew to like fall in love with filmmaking, but also the drama behind his his family. There's uh, there's actually some real drama there about um, his his parents and their divorce, and a lot of this stuff is what has fueled 
his movies uh, as far as like the stuff with uh, with daddy issues and things like that. I actually found myself uh, seeing Catch Me If You Can in a whole new light because of the Fablemans. Um, but yeah, everyone that is. Was, that was actually my question that I had in my brain. Does this paint different movies that he has made differently now because of this movie? I, a little bit. I, I think Catch Me If You Can is the one that that comes like really close to emulating uh, like this part of his his childhood uh, from from being a kid to being a teenager. Uh, but there's definitely aspects of it you can see like in in his sure. other movies as well. I, I mean, we know uh, on this podcast you are an enormous Steven Spielberg. Oh, for fan. sure. Uh, do you think that that colors this at all for you? You know, the thing is, is that there's not a lot of winks and nods to this being about Spielberg. If it, since it is about Spielberg, uh, there's you, you do get like uh, get a certain feeling of like uh, you know it's cool to like know that this is essentially his story. Uh, there are a couple kind of like meta references to like his his career in a way and whatnot, but it's nothing overwhelmingly nostalgic. How many if times I, does Jaws show up? <laughs> if anything. I think what I appreciate he does is that even though there's a little bit of nostalgia to it, there's also a lot of reflective uh, filmmaking here where he's looking back on stuff very honestly and kind of working through some shit, I think. Like stuff gotcha. stuff that's been that he hasn't even worked through quite as honestly in any other movies. That if he I remember here. the trailer right, it also looked beautiful. Was it a beautiful Oh, film? of course. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's, it's Spielberg, baby. Beautifully shot. The performances are amazing, too. Paul Dano and Michelle Williams are great. Uh, but man, uh, It's Ga- Paul Dano. Gabriel uh, LaBelle, I think, is his name. He's the guy who plays basically young Steven Spielberg. And man, he is incredible in this movie. All right. So, yeah. See all those. Yeah, see them all. See yeah. them all. Ben, what did you see? This this week, I actually did everything. I watched uh, uh, multiple movies, and I watched the ones I was behind on. I watched 500 Days of Summer, which does not hold up, and I watched... Uh, That's cute that you did that. It, it really doesn't, though. It does. It doesn't. It does. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it's it a little, since... It's like, a little tough to watch these days. Like 2000. It really is. It's pretty toxic. It's that's the whole idea though, is no, that no, no, like like as far as like the gay jokes and the and oh, the oh yeah, that, transgender stuff. Like, that doesn't make the whole movie toxic though. There's just there's just dated aspects to it, just like there are any movies. I know, but you I, gave me a movie with Mel Gibson in it. No, I, I get it, but also you didn't like it, and I didn't like this one because of that it took me out of it. I couldn't watch it. Really, I, I, it was I, I, just I, too I many really of those. Didn't like yeah, okay, it. I didn't like it. Um, for that reason, I get why it was popular at the time. I didn't like it. I, I just Isn't it amazing though? In ten years, how I much could things not, have changed? Yeah, it was constant. It was just so like, oh my god, another okay. Well, that's a fucking joke you can't make anymore. Wait, really? I've seen this movie like I don't remember those. I've yeah, seen this movie I, several I, times. Like, I haven't like seen a lot. it in ten plus years. So it I, was, you know, it was just a lot. It, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm a snowflake. Maybe I'm a little triggered by stuff like that. I mean, these we days, know but, that for sure. Yeah, but, but I just I don't, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember there being a lot of those kinds of jokes in there. I don't know. Anyway, well, what else did you watch? Long story short, I didn't love it. Um, uh, but then I was supposed to watch Millions, which we we went on YouTube, Bailey and I. To, to search what movie this is because I've never heard of it. And we watched the trailer and I'm like, this can't be the movie because uh-huh. it's not a Christmas movie. And Brad yelled at me for suggesting Sound of Music and that's not a Christmas movie. So I'm it like, is well, a Christmas well, movie. Well, Nate wouldn't give me not a Christmas movie, but the trailer does not make it out to be a Christmas movie. It is a movie. Christmas movie. It kind of is. It's a Christmas movie. There's a there's a they're getting ready for a nativity play. In okay, a it's a Christmas movie. Sounds thank pretty you. Christmassy to me. <laughs> you just said nativity. I know, definitely you. a Christmas. Like, movie. Hey, do they do nativity? Uh, they're getting ready to the, the one thing that Christmas is based around, but I don't see how it's a Christmas movie. So here here's the crazy part to me is that like the same the exact same reason I say Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it takes place at a holiday party. I'm a Christmas fine party. with Die Hard. Yeah, no one argues movie. against Brand you. Brand doesn't. Say I, that I don't at all. That's not even right. I think Die Hard is a Christmas. No, the only reason I I I I get upset when you talk about it is because you make the same stupid fucking joke every time you talk about well, it. It's a Christmas movie because he's saving Holly? Yep. Bailey is laughing over my shoulder. Hopefully that picked up on the mic. That means we're made for each other. Anyway. She's been drinking though too. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, millions. So it's a story. It's a British movie. It's a dead mom movie. It's, and that's I, I did think about that. You have a dead mom. Uh, and what's that? I've seen Have you seen Millions? Yeah. Cody has seen Millions. Yes, so is it, it's from 2004. Is it a Disney yeah. film? No. No. It feels like very It's Disney-ish. a Danny Boyle film. So anyway, it's a story of uh, um, they are switching over from the British pound mm-hmm. to the euro. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a train robbery. And the train robbery goes like this. We're going to throw bags of money off the train, and then we're going to have people pick it up. And so they throw the bag of money off the train, and it hits a kid's like little fort. And he, he finds 300,000 pounds of British you know, uh, dollar pounds, whatever, you know, currency. Thank you. And the young boy is like, what, eight, 
in the movie. And, nine, his, old, nine. and his older brother's like 11 or 12. Yeah. The older brother wants to spend it on themselves. The younger brother wants to give it to charity. He sees saints and he's obsessed with saints that have died. And so he literally names the saint, which are real saints. Yep. St. Nicholas is in it. So I will give you that. But also there are a bunch of other saints that are in it that yep. are, have nothing to do with Christmas. I don't know. And they are, you know, they're all dead and they're ghosts and they have little halos on them. And they, he comes as visions. They come to him and give him advice about how to, how to spend the money. He's adorable. The kid's amazing. He's, he's always great. looking for his mom, too. He, yeah. And he's trying. Hey, uh, Saint whatever. Um, is there a new saint up there named Marjorie or whatever the mom's name was? And they're like, oh, I haven't heard of that one. And it's, it's, it's very cleverly endearing and sad. And so as the movie progresses, the weird thing about the movie is it turns into like the guy that was looking for the bag of money that came off the train, like the bad guy, like really gets in there and he he like threatens the boy in person in his bedroom and it gets a little it's pg but i'm like this is a little much for a little kid because if you're watching this as a kid you're like wait a man could be in my house and threaten me <laughs> like it, it gets aggressive um but overall it, it i did like it i i just thought this isn't necessarily the christmas movie that i thought that you were gonna mm-hmm. pres- prescribe let's say it is a Christmas movie I watch every year around Christmas because, again, it is a nativity movie. I also think uh, the... the There's uh, a children's nativity play in it, but it's not necessarily a nativity movie. No, Okay, but they're they're also dealing with a lot of saints, which yes. is always funny to me the and way would, in which they portray the So saints. I will defend yep. your suggestion here by saying if there's a movie that will give you an idea of like the morality around found money that you're trying to give away what do you do with money that you that you don't necessarily you haven't earned yep but you don't want to you don't want to tell anybody about it he doesn't want to tell his dad he thinks he'll get in trouble because of the taxes he just calls it taxes well because the taxes you don't want to say anything so then they okay well they stuff mailboxes full of money so there's this broader conversation of generosity and and, and honestly that that part was like that i get it why that was really good it's such a strange recommendation, though, because I never even heard of this movie, and we didn't even know that we should be watching that. I was like, I don't know if this is the right one or not, you know? It's uh, It was made after Danny Boyle made 28 Days Later. Is that his film? 28 Days? Is it, did he make 20 Days and Weeks, or did he only do Weeks? He did 28 he, Days Later. Uh, he did he Weeks for that. sure, because I saw it on his IMDb. Okay, no, yeah. no, he, did, he did 28 Days Later is the first one. Yep. 28 Weeks Later is the sequel. And, so, and so which one did he do? Both of them? I don't know if he no, he just did twenty eight days later. Yeah, he did the first one. I thought he did the second one. No, he did. Uh, so the beach twenty eight days later, millions, sunshine, some gotcha, dog gotcha. millionaire. Um, and I actually watched this after I watched Some Dog Millionaire. I had not heard of Danny Boyle, and this is back in you know what two thousand eight when Some Dog Millionaire came out. I thought I really like this guy's style, and I watched this right around Christmas time. And for some reason, every year around Christmas time, huh. I rewatch it. I well, don't know I'm why gl- I connect it to Christmas, but I, I just I'm do. glad he gave it to me. Honestly, it, yeah. it was well worth. I'm glad I saw it. I, I would. It's a well made film. I yep. would never have seen this movie if you hadn't yep. recommended it. And that's why I like that we do this. Uh, a couple other movies I saw uh, in the in the meantime, I did see Spirited. Uh, which I really enjoyed. I I liked, I liked it. it a lot. Yeah, um, it was just fun. I've watched. Yeah, it sounds like shit though. Will Ferrell. No, I'm just kidding. Will Ferrell <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds really get uh, th- their dynamic is yep. the thing. Unlike Red Notice with the Rock and Ryan Reynolds, which was a piece of shit. I just didn't like that at all. That's a really good Christmas movie though. Like the charisma is what I'm talking about. The Christmas movie is good. It's good. Uh, okay. It was a joke. Also, I uh, you know I I I know you guys think I hate musicals. I I don't mind musicals whatsoever. I really don't. I just don't love that every Bailey, Bailey is going like this. No, no. That if when it's when every single line of dialogue is music, it's hard for me. I, like I just, Hamilton. I just, I just want. Did you hate Hamilton? There, no, no. I loved Hamilton. What about I, what about Les Oh my god! I just want there to be a little exposition between Little Shop of Horrors is another movie we saw last week. Uh, since the last time we recorded, it was awesome. I forgot a lot about is that. It first movie. time seeing Little Shop of Horrors since I was okay. a kid. And I, I forgot about uh, I forgot about uh, Steve Martin in that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I just forgot about a lot of things. It was great. But then uh, watching Spirited, they talk a lot in between the songs, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, there's actually not a ton of songs. There's like six or something. Honestly, yeah. most musicals have dialogue between songs. It's very rare that musicals have. It's just all music all, all the time, and I don't like it. And then I saw Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and it was beautiful. It was everything you said it was going to be. It's gorgeous. It was wonderful. I loved it so much. It's just 10 out of 10. Go see it. It go is so it. good. It's it so is good. so good. But yeah. So I so see, I watched like so many movies this week. Yeah. I did it. It's about time. Corey. Corey J, a self-proclaimed guy that doesn't watch a lot of movies. What is the last movie that you saw in the theater? Do you remember in the, the la- theater? In the Jesus. theater. Uh, I think 
We talked about this the other day. I think it was probably Elf. So, <laughs> like, I, for, but like, legitimately, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was like, uh, was well, it a was re-release like or was it? <laughs> uh, no, I was probably like 12. <laughs> and I don't go to movie theaters whatsoever. Because so. Elf came out in 2003. So yeah. Yeah, for so, our listeners, uh, I went with my parents. That's almost twenty. That's years. almost twenty years. So yeah, you were. You I, I just said been, I was like twelve. Was yeah, like, you were in so twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Will you fly back here and go with us to the twenty-year re-release, the re-release <laughs> of Elf in the movie theaters? Yes, All of right. course you will, because Corey is hey, amazing. Ben, I would rent out the. I'll rent out the, the, theater, out the theater, okay. theater for you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it at home. So, but I have. So oddly enough, I've watched a movie recently. It wasn't a great movie. What'd you watch? I, but I love, like, I, you, clearly, you know, I love Christmas, right? You do. So, hey, I, again, I love Christmas. Nate, so, Nate is famous for his Christmas love of movies I and, love and general so much. bullshit. And yeah. Jesus. Uh, whatever. Yeah, but, but Christmas especially. <laughs> yeah. So, I watched one called Noel. Oh, with um, uh, uh, Bill Hader. I, I have no idea. Yes. Well, it's an that Anna Kendrick right. movie, yeah. but <laughs> whatever. That's yeah. Bill Hader. So, it was on Netflix, but uh, any Christmas movie, I'm like, we're drawn to it. So my yeah, wife yeah. and I sat down and watched Noel. We've watched a couple Christmas movies recently, but I I enjoy Christmas. So did you like the movie Noel? It's good. I it was good. I mean, why is it that like they make out the guy that stole the woman from like he, this girl was engaged, right? Supposed to get married, and the guy steals away the girl, but he's the hero somehow. So that that's what I I don't understand how like. Like, oh, I stole stole your wife from you. Sorry, but I'm the hero. Like, it's the, well, why is that the thing in all Hallmark movie like that type of movie? Well, because like, wait a minute, was this? I don't think this is. I don't think this is the. I don't think this is the movie that we're talking about. Okay, you're, you're, I was just we're thinking, talking about a different movie. Okay. I think so. Are you thinking of, was uh, uh, Robin Williams in this one? No, no. I think that there is a uh, a, there is a, a new one. there's a new Hallmark movie. Look, I think. look it up. You have your phone out. Go ahead, Noel. Do you want me to spell that for you? I, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's called like, like soul searching. Like just like nothing. It's, it's not called it's that. Cool. It's, it's a Noel or something. I don't know. It's not similar to how I remember people's names. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, Bill. <laughs> Frank. It's, again, it's Ben. It's Sam. We've met multiple and times. You're sure it was on Netflix? Yeah. It's the only thing I watched. Was it the Noel Diary? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a, that's a different title. That's a very different. Nailed it. The Noel Diary. Which I got is, one word right. So which just is, calm which down. is this is a it's a Netflix movie, which yeah. is new. I didn't. I yeah, didn't and it's a right. movie about a, uh, a, a an odd couple. Uh, here's here's, wait, here's have you seen this? So I just watched the trailer because I fell asleep tonight after Nate Bergazzi's stand-up special. I passed out, and as I was passing out, and as his special was ending, as I always do, the next trailer came on. Did Nate Bergazzi have a new comedy special? No, no, I, the Tennessee kid for the oh, twenty-seventh okay. time. Uh, but I, it, this trailer started playing, so I opened my eyes. What is this? And I know exactly what this movie is. It's hilarious. It's got a seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, it's honestly, like it looked pretty good. That's why I actually turned the TV or the uh, the the laptop uh, screen back on. I was like, oh, actually, this this doesn't sound terrible. I think my mom said that she recently watched this as well. Did she like it? I don't remember. Yeah, that's a different movie. That's so uh, called Noel. Noel. Diaries. Yeah, it's available on Disney Plus. Did you like the Noel Diaries? I did. Yeah. It's just a single diary. Well, it's one like diary. There's, 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 yeah, you know, it's, I think it's based on a book. We need to really send you back to English class. I, I diary a lot. It's oh, trust horrible. me. That's not the only class that we got to send it back to. You know what? Why don't we move on to trailers? <laughs> you want to talk about more Christmas movies? Why don't we talk about trailers? Let's talk about Christmas in general. Christmas. Jonah is so bored. He's on his phone right now. Cody, you, you got a wife, right? You guys watch a lot. Hey, you know, spin the mic over. Ask him. Can it, get, can get, the, get, it? get there in the mic there. Jump in here. Reach this, in there. This futon's super easy. To yeah, no, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> so, big Christmas movie guy with the family. Lean yes. in, big guy. Yeah, big, yep. big, big Christmas. All right. So, fa- uh, favorite Christmas movie? Uh, the Grinch. Which like, one? The one Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. All right. Obviously. Yeah. I like in it. the mic. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. No. All right. That's fair. Is it, is it good? No, I love it. It's fair. I love you so much. Nate's over there turning the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, but no, the last movie I actually watched was Santa Claus, the fourth one. Oh, the newest one. The newest oh, you mean all oh, the episodes. The, the, the series, yeah. Yeah. I've and? Been, I, it's kind of sad. <laughs> it, it, is it just sad that Tim Allen is still trying? Okay, so my wife is thinks he though? this is hilarious. But, speak, right in the mic. Like, throw your my wife out. thinks this is hilarious, but um, I, I've always said, like, she'll ask weird questions like, who would you want to go have dinner with? And I've always said Tim Allen, and then 
um, Tim Allen from Home Improvement and, <laughs> and Tim Allen from Last Man Standing and my dad. And why she thinks that's so funny, I don't know. But they're different characters, right? <laughs> it seems to be the same person yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's like, okay. Older, conservative, white guy that just, you know, yeah. a little out of touch and you want to meet and, and hug. Yep. Yep. That's right. no, okay. So it's it. sad because in this new Santa Claus movie, he's retiring. And that's, so you want him to play Santa Claus forever? Well, yeah, obviously. It's your childhood, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, and obviously, you're 27. So yeah, you, yeah. When, the, when the Santa Claus came out, you were what? Like, I mean, honestly, that was literally 20, what, Brad, what was 20 it was years 1994 ago? came yeah. out? So, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's yeah. so crazy to me. You know that that's that that it, the narrative changes a lot based on how old you are. Honestly, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, like, right. what the Grinch was ninety five. That's when I was born. No, 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 the, no the, that was two thousand. The uh, yeah, the year the one Jim Carrey was two thousand. Yeah. yeah, so you were six, five, seven. I Five, can't do math. Four, three, two, one, and trailer time. Uh, we we watched two trailers uh, tonight. Uh, we watched uh, uh, a picture. Trailer time. No. Trailer time. They're so good at music. Is this an Indiana thing? Stop it. Oh my god. Fucking stop this it. This is nice. Don't don't encourage them. This is good. This is not good. No, it is good. <laughs> So we watched a Pixar trailer called Elemental, mm -hmm. uh, and it is the latest uh, Pixar movie is going to be coming out. Obviously, a lot of uh, a lot of similar vibes from uh, pre like we watched the SNL. The, so Saturday Night Live had a, a skit. Or, sorry, a sketch. Wow, wow. You're wow. Seen it. I, I'm right so sorry. Now. Saturday Night Live had a sketch. Cut this. Cut this all. Nope, I'm not editing this. Damn, I would not edit that. In fact, I'll probably make it sound worse. I'll probably put in like a fart sound. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Had a sketch where they had like a a, a, a a an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting where they had luggage come to life and like this is the latest Pixar movie that I wrote. And it's luggage that comes to life. Pixar's really good at taking inanimate objects and making them animated, obviously. Now this movie is about the elements, you know, uh, earth, clouds, fire, water, uh being people. Earth, wind, fire, water. Okay. You got all of that on the trailer? With your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. I didn't get that Captain out of the trailer. Planet, he's a hero. He's gonna, gonna take pollution, pollution down, down to zero. We have one hour. So, <laughs> no, but th this is a trailer about, you know, it's, it's clearly an elemental city. A lot of, and they're representing the races. So you've got fire, water, dirt, and Whoa, air. I didn't, I mean, take it about race. Wow. Jesus Christ. Wow. Anyway, you know what? This is why I don't explain the trailers. Brad, why don't you tell us what the fuck it's about? And then I'll just. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, no, I'll You're just doing a great in. job. You're no, doing a great I'm job. I'm just going to chime Keep in. Going. You know what, Brad? Try, and I'll just interrupt you like Nate fucking interrupted me. Here we go. So Pixar's Elemental. Wow. Takes place in this place called Elemental City. And it's made up of all the different elements. Sounds and so up. you have, uh, you, you've got fire and you've got water and there's clouds and there's people that are made of dirt that have plants sprouting out. From. You got that out of the And trailer? you have this meet cute that happens between this fire was, girl, fire beef. girl named Ember. There's no beef in And you have trailer. a water person named Wade and they meet and they're like, they're going to spark a romance. That's not at all what I saw. That's and there's going to be some interesting things that happen because who knows how fire and water are going to get along together. Ooh, Am I right, it's Nate? Not, it's it's not right? like water and oil. No, it's going to get steamy. <laughs> that's right that's right but he, here's the biggest you, question you know, hey brad you, you did a better job than me thanks no here's the biggest question is there is a pixar film that i like that you guys don't what is it the good dinosaur exactly who was this directed by the guy that directed the good Pete dinosaur Stone. yeah that's right the guy that directed the Pete, the good dinosaur if you so, like the good dinosaur you're wrong no i, I just think it's okay it's, it's i won't say you're wrong it's not a good movie you like what you want to like and like, it's fine but I think it's fine. But it's, there was it's, nothing wrong with it. But it's not that great of a movie. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but uh, there was nothing about so animation looks beautiful. <laughs> let, let me get this out. Another, animation. animation animation looks beautiful. We go back. Walt Disney. The year was 1921. Disneyland was just becoming a thing. Ben, you brought up the sketch from SNL, and the, you're absolutely right. It, it it does have that kind of it has that vibe to it's it. It's a little for bit me. like okay, they're coming up with another inanimate object that they're ah, gonna make. He's fire. Yeah. She's water. I know. He's uh, goofy. She's feisty. What? 
She she's fire. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I remember this one. It was called. Uh, inside They're learning out. how to fall in love in a crazy world. But inside inside out is it's the same difference. Is their emotions? Well, oh, well, of course. Their, that's the, well. That's the whole thing. There, there's a there's a meme uh, that made its way around that it's like it's what if toys had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if cars had feelings? Right. What if your feelings had feelings? Right. Yeah, that's what Pixar does. Is they they bring personalities to things that you might wouldn't otherwise so, like give personalities to. Like, come on. But Start much like the MCU, evolving. are we eventually evolving. getting to the point where we've seen this before? Yep. But that's the thing, though, is like they 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 take something that is familiar, but they figure out a way to tell a, a good story that still connects with you on an emotional level. And so this is just Zootopia with the like water and kind of. Except, I mean, I don't know. For for my money, like Zootopia, I mean, Zootopia, Disney, Zootopia doesn't shake a stick at the best Pixar movies. Like Zootopia is 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 pretty good. I like Zootopia. I like Zootopia too, but I don't. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as like well, Pixar's best. But you're movie. Always, wait, wait, wait. Is Zootopia better than Good Dinosaur? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then. But you also said that, that you taking stinky shits that are better than Good Dinosaur, Nate. <laughs> You you also were the one that said you would not watch Secret Life of Pets two unless Louis C K came back as the voice of the dog. So uh, coming from the guy that assigned me a Mel Gibson movie this week, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think it was me that said that. Uh, here's Moving the, on, another interesting fact about this: it's the only Pixar film released in twenty twenty three. So there's usually two, I think, that releases in, 20, in each year. When and when did this one come out? Uh, June sixteenth, twenty twenty three. Okay. So it's still a while. I, I'm anxious to see what an actual trailer is going to look like. This is kind of just a preview. Yeah, it's, it's just a teaser. Yeah, you saw. Did you see something that? Uh, so we didn't really get to see much more than this because at, at D23, D23, what they showed us was they they showed us more, but it wasn't complete footage because they're still working on still it. So, something similar. Kind yeah. Of just, so like they they kind of gave us a, more of an idea of like what the city was like and sh and had more dialogue and stuff like that. But like we saw storyboards and like unfinished animatics and stuff like that. So the, the trailer itself only gives you a, a glimpse into the world. Yeah. That's all they're showing so, you is the world they're creating from somebody that does not go to the theater to watch films Corey but you have kids do you guys watch the Pixar movies when they come out on, on DVD and, or whatever yeah for sure we well we, we watch them when they get to Netflix I don't I don't do the DVD thing no, but because nobody does DVD except well yeah, you know what I'm saying like when they come out ben. for rental or for streaming it's good on physical media so do, do, you, do you, you own the rest yeah, of the movies so do you do you watch like have you have the kids seen like inside out have they seen the Pixar stuff that comes out yes okay Yep. And, and of course, like, Toy Stories and all that stuff. Now, do, have you because you have the kids? Have you gone backwards and said like, "Here's the first Toy Story. It's good. You should watch this." Or no, no. So just the new stuff that's come out. Eh, mostly, yeah. It's a, like we watch a lot of the old animated stuff. So, but I, it's like, not be, like, like I'm Beauty being the Beast nostalgic or like, about it. Like the like Steamboat Willie. <laughs> <laughs> like, but honestly, like Song like, of the like, South, like like original, Whoa. like Little Mermaid. Or or like bidding like the, the the real not that far back no I so you'd have to ask my wife for most of it real quick she likes watching the movies do, with the boys. do you do what I do and you just watch whatever your kids put on there right pretty pretty much, much yeah, yeah like that's I, what I do. you walk I, in I and love watching something I, I, you sit down what I love about kids movies is they actually make them entertaining for adults now yep, yep. like they've they've put humor in there that the kids don't understand and I love it so it's they it's been happening better, for a while much better, it's gotten yeah. a lot better so I want to give you I know you don't watch a lot of movies but I will give you after this podcast I will give you a list of kids movies that are absolutely made for kids and adults that are the good ones like have you seen for example Mit, uh, mitchell's versus the machines i'm sure no. he has it's on netflix no but i haven't seen that one oh, but no think. it's honestly like that's the uh, kind of thing like you just said what maybe. you wanted and that checks all those boxes right where it's a great movie for adults but the kids love it too i think most of pixar is great for adults honestly and, well pixar know, is really good at it other yeah. things Disney are not. as well I, i've enjoyed all of disney films uh i mean like you know mostly anyway yeah um, what's an example of something that does not do well like for adults but but the kids love it the shining <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know kids because do I feel love like the shining. I, I feel like the the marketing model now the economic model of cartoons has to be you can't just you can't okay so like Paw Patrol the film that they released yeah that wasn't clearly for adults that was just for the kids but most cartoon films that they're releasing they're trying at least yeah, I mean, I think I think an adult could enjoy most of them. Yeah, other than very few, you know. Well, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Maybe. Yeah, speaking of uh, movies that maybe adults won't enjoy, uh, Super Mario Brothers with starring Chris Pratt as Mario. Uh, it's actually Super Mario Bros. It's actually with, the Super Mario Brothers bro. movie with an S. Bros, not an S. not brother, but brothers. Bros. Uh, wow, 
So the expanded trailer just dropped today as we're recording this. And Brad was like, hey, by the way, scrap everything. We're going to talk about this. Brad, why don't you explain a little bit more about uh, what this expanded trailer means for the movie? Uh, so animation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the well, gift of animation. No. Uh, so we talked about the teaser trailer when it came out because there's been all this hubbub about Chris Pratt voicing uh, Super Mario. And well, we've, we've maybe had a joke or two about it here. Yeah, as as well you should. Um, and so this this trailer now gives us an idea of like what how it's going to like dig into uh, the world of Super Mario, Nintendo at large. And I don't have a problem conceptually, uh, and I don't have a problem with the animation. I think the animation looks amazing. It seems like there's a lot of Easter eggs in there too, right? Of all of the different Mario worlds. Well, that's what's cool is, yeah, yeah, it feels like it's figured out a way to tie in Super Mario Brothers and also bring in a Smash Brothers element, a little bit of Mario Kart. Uh, You've got Luigi in there, obviously. (laughs) But honestly... Chris Pratt oh my God. really takes me out of it. Like I I don't like his his voice. Hi, I'm Chris Pratt. I'm Mar it's there's I, I'll, yeah. I'll say this too. Maybe I'm the only one. I didn't like uh Charlie Day as Luigi either. I didn't mind him. I didn't I didn't, like I, didn't, I didn't think he was spectacular, but I thought his voice fit Luigi's nah, look better I, I wanted than a Chris lower Pratt's. voice Luigi. I want a lower voice Luigi's Luigi. always had a higher voice than Mario. I want a lower voice Luigi. Hi, I'm Luigi. There you go. This is my brother Mario. Hey, sorry, it's me, Luigi. No, I, I honestly didn't like Luigi's voice either. I didn't like Mario or Luigi in the Who was the uh, who was the actor that voiced Big Pussy? In the Sopranos, is that I'm who like, you wanted? I'm like that. That's that's is that who you wanted for Mario? Luigi? Is that who? <laughs> ben, what kind of kids movies are you watching? <laughs> hey, it's me, Big Pussy. I'm uh, Luigi or whatever. <laughs> Luigi or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Joy does Princess Peach, right? Yeah. Who I thought sounded kind of like Bryce Dallas Howard. Weird. I, I did too. I did too. That was exact. I'm like, this doesn't sound like her at yeah. all. So it's yeah. I don't know. It it looks interesting. I, I'm obviously oh. going to see it because it's a big animated movie and it's, like I can't ignore it's just it. But such a big miscast with Chris Pratt. It's just weird. Cast I'll, as a voice actor for Mario. He's just he's not. Let, let me defend Chris 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 Pratt in this. I think he does great in the Lego movie. I think his voice sure, acting Sure, he is, does great voice, Chris voice, voicing an excited excited boyish so version of himself. This isn't what I want to say, though. Is I, I do get, like, there's a lot of anti-Chris Pratt hate about certain things. Chris Pratt does Chris Pratt well. He does not do Mario well. No, right? of course like, not. It's so Chris Pratt is trying to do Chris Pratt doing Mario. It's so weird. And it's not it's good. It's just such a weird thing. No. Yeah. Just uh, no, me, no me gusta. Chris, nope. Chris Pratt. I'll, I as well will see it. I think the film enters into a world that's exciting. It should be. Did you fun. notice that the when he does the uh, like the uh, woohoo that sounds like Mario? That's because it's, is this the actual voice? It's, actor? Yeah, it's, oh it's, it's, Char- it's Charles Minaret who is doing the signature woohoo and okay. that kind of thing. So honestly, like when that happened, okay, I'm so happy you told me this because when it ha- I was almost going to bring that part up, be like, oh, well, actually, he did nail the woohoo. No. Because because then if you go and you listen to the oh let's go it's just like yeah, it's uh, no again but I was like well maybe maybe they just got the wrong take it's like it's like if you told your dad to do a Mario impression <laughs> yeah woohoo yeah. hey can uh, we let's do go hey next podcast can we invite Tim Conowitz on the show to do Mario him? the whole time uh, the only, yeah. only I hey, mean to give him Mario. lines yep. and I want him to do them in the Mario voice and is it gonna be like uh, Nate you're my son and I love you dark I, mean, I guess dark I will say I liked. Jack Black's voice as Bowser a little more. He's this the time. best thing about this so far. Yeah, for me. yep, he fits. And you know why? Honestly, for me, I forgot that it was Jack Black. It sounds enough like not like him. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a character. Yeah. Whereas everybody else, I'm like, that's I'm that guessing that's I won't like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong either. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I'm guessing <laughs> that. That's yeah. like that's that's butthead. <laughs> well, it's also Seth Rogen. So <laughs> and Fred Armisen does Cranky Kong. Yeah, that could be funny. Oh, mio. Mm. So he doesn't send another. So anyway, I think there's on. a lot of interesting. Again, not just Chris Pratt. There's a lot of interesting choices for voicing in this, and it could really take you out of the it's film. It's gonna be weird. I'm gonna see it. I'll see care. it. It'll be weird. Yeah. It'll be. Let's weird. go. Let's go to the theater to see the Mario Brothers. When does it come out, Nate? It comes out April seventh, two thousand twenty-three. That's next year. In the year of our Lord. <laughs> the year of our Lord, twenty twenty-three. So Ben made me watch these trailers that you guys are talking. About. <laughs> made me say so, like. I sit down and he's like, sit in the chair. You right now. You have to watch this trailer. He's very kind. And, and I'm like, okay, okay. So, but he doesn't say why. He doesn't say what the reason is. He's like, watch it. Give me your take on it. Like, what would your kids think? And like, so your guys is, you're going back and forth about who like, oh, this character, it's terrible. Like, 
I'm sitting here thinking, like, would my kids watch this? The whole time, I'm like, do you think that they're, they're gonna? That's all from my brothers. I I think my kids would love both of those. Movies. I agree. Of course, they would. My kids will not care that Chris Pratt. Is yeah, the voice. they're not going to care about the character. Nope. No, of um, course not. So, and I, the, I I usually watch it with the same kind of view is that I'm going to watch this with my kids. And I'll probably like it. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll like it, so I'll like it. Yeah. And, and it and it. I'm guessing there's humor in there that'll come out like that's every movie right now. So, I I I don't know. I was. I, I did not get the same takeaway as you guys on this. No, no. Like uh, the idea here is that again, this is a good take for you. Don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> you, you are you, gutters. Okay, <laughs> so don't tell me how to do my job. You don't watch a lot of movies, therefore, your take on things are like, well, of course, you're gonna you're you're in it for a specific reason. Will my kids like this and shut the hell up for an hour and watch this film? But no, that's I, how you to, you set me up for failure. Well, Thanks, no, no, Ben. I, I wanted you to Jesus. pay attention, and I knew that if I just said like, "Hey, we're gonna watch this," and not say anything about it, then you'd be on your phone the entire time. Because it's just a stupid. I, trailer, I was only on my phone twice. Okay, you were actually. I looked over and you were like staring at your phone instead of the I, trailer. I was like, "What's responding?" I, I think it though goes to the broader conversation of what is like, what are films for, right? Because there are just films that you release for families, and they're just good family. I mean, as silly as that sound, as trite as that sound. You're, you're, you could take your kids there. They like it. So you the, don't mind watching it. So the eternal debate, win, win. the eternal debate, and honestly, Corey, you really did bring this up. The eternal debate is, you know, when you make a movie for kids, should you make it good? And honestly, that is the debate because it doesn't matter. Kids like flashy noises and and bright colors, and they don't give a shit about like, they're oh, wow. Dumb. The, no, I, they, I don't I don't agree. They're pretty dumb. No, it's like, I don't no, agree. My kids will watch it like they watch the Noel diaries with me. So but like they, I, they're intrigued the, by things the, and they learn a lot. So the, the nuance I, I of it, though, of being like this movie is made for the critics or made for the audiences. We we do that. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, Minions is hilarious and awesome and perfect. And, I, and my kids love it. But and I, like, but I. And yeah. And you're like, well, it, there's not a lot of substance there. It wasn't very really funny. There wasn't a lot of meta humor. It was fine. I thought Minions is hilarious. I will say what I, what I actually what I, what I did hear about the recent Minions movie is that it actually was pretty decent. It was, it was funny. It was, I loved it. But um. I'm not just saying that to be contrarian because I was I was surprised too. <laughs> but apparently it has like echoes of like 1970s kind of movies with, very like, with like kung does. fu flares yeah, and like that kind of thing. Does. And yeah. I said the same thing about open season. And I just don't believe that it just got the same kind of traction that the minions got. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah, over the hedge and and uh, and and open season. Two of my favorite films. Fa- are you kidding me? No, right? I am yeah. kidding you. Films? They're bad films. My God. I will say though most of the films, but what are you in it now? For? Cartoons aren't over the hedge or those. I mean, they're it, a lot better. Actually. I'm in it for. Uh, it needs to be a good movie overall, no matter what the market is. So the idea that you can just have a talking donkey or, or a talking but, elk and it'd be uh, you're like, oh, it's sitting fart juice. But what? What, and it's what like, is that's this? fine, right? Yeah, some but, of those movies are really dumb. I agree. But what like, is subjective? Shouldn't you, though, enjoy, right? shouldn't you enjoy it as an adult, even though it's not made for? You specifically shouldn't you find the humor? And as you pointed out, there are now inside jokes that the kids don't get, and they still like the characters and they're funny and whatever. You can do both, and so when they don't do both, it's upsetting. I want them to do both always. Yeah, no, I, I think a, a kids' movie can still be well written, enjoyable to sit down and watch. And like to your point, the movies that have like no context whatsoever—it's funny noises, farting, flashing lights—those are dumb. I don't let my kids watch those. Fair enough, but. Yeah, so, he, he watched so Predator. Jonah, uh, Jonah just chimed in. He literally let his six-year-old watch Predator, and it's the proudest I've ever been of you. He, uh, we brought up the, he didn't know that my favorite movie was Predator, and he brought oh oh yeah, we just watched that the other night. My kid loved it. I yes. Mean, I mean, more people should, I think. More you, people should watch Predator. Shouldn't you just say kids were dumb and couldn't watch movies? No, no. He did. I, I heard it. Oh, okay. I think that exact words? Kids are dumb. I didn't kids say kids are dumb. Are dumb. I think. I said you're dumb. Is that that might be it? <laughs> I might have misheard you. Right, I have sorry. huge ears. I hear you very well. <laughs> okay. Hey, I do want to know if anybody's still listening to this right now. Um, give us recommendation of Christmas movies that aren't necessarily popular. You know that are a little bit like I gave you. You know, a film yeah, that, millions um, that aren't maybe the the typical christmas films put it in the comments of this because i would like to watch some that i haven't seen nate and is so, see, nate has seen i feel like that's gonna way. be impossible yeah nate. you've seen every christmas uh, well, no, movie. i mean i'm not talking about just hallmark movies but like if there's a really good christmas movie i can't wait to give you your next one it's gonna be great you're gonna love it 
I mean, you can say it, even Where, though we don't do this normally. No, no but, it's, it's a surprise. I, I wanted to yeah, we talk about him when we talk about him. <laughs> you guys are the worst. He, I'm sorry. He's right, though. I mean, it's, it's not, it's, uh, like, I'm not agreeing with him just because you're wrong. But you are, though. <laughs> but you are, though, <laughs> also. You're the worst. Yeah. You're the worst people. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Well, uh, honestly, uh, Corey, thanks for flying all the way from uh, Brainerd, Minnesota, to O'Hare, renting a car, coming to the port, just to be on the podcast and bringing to really fun peanut gallery members thank you so much for being here absolutely thanks for having me on this awesome movie podcast that i know nothing about so. <laughs> you're welcome thank you hey if welcome you like for this, filling that role for me too if you like this podcast please give us five stars on the old apple podcast or uh, stitcher or spotify or anchor wherever you listen to it tell your friends about it uh be sure to check out our facebook page uh our uh twitter which even though it's probably going to be dying soon uh why or, would it be dying i'm, I'm freaking post there all the time no, no, no. I just got on it's twitter. not your fault buddy no, elon fault. musk is killing it what <laughs> slowly sorry Slowly, it's dying. Uh, but yeah, so just uh, old? make sure you. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait. I like, just got I, on Twitter. I just, I just joined. Your Twitter. timing is impeccable. And you're sir. telling me it's going away. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I finished Twitter. <laughs> podcast also on YouTube, and uh, so uh, make sure you, yeah, just tell your friends listen to it. And uh, if you like what you hear, make sure you smash that up. subscribe button on the, on the on the it. YouTube. You know, I'm pointing up. On Smash that, or is it down? down. I know, it doesn't matter. Guys, Corey, honestly, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to be on the show. I, I literally begged you to be on, and I'm so happy you did it. Thank you very much. Always Nate, fun. always good to see you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Love you. Brad, you were here, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Jonah, buddy. Cody, love you, buddy. Bailey, thank you for you being a uh, peanut gallery. Appreciate you guys. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?